the Off Day Podcast. Give me a chest ball. <laughs> with Andy Hart. All right, good to be with you. All right. This microphone week. put up a little less fight than the one last night. <laughs> and Ryan Hannibal. What's your name again? <laughs> Hannibal. 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 Oh, Mr. Short week, Falcons week, Thursday night football. Patriots coming off or rolling on their four-game win streak. And Falcons going the other direction after a blowout loss to the Cowboys last week. Uh, not really any major storylines going into this game. So I guess what are you what are you looking for going into this game on, on a short week? The Patriots to blow out the Falcons. I don't think that happens, though. Well, why? Because it's it's Thursday. Weird things happen on Thursday. Well, why couldn't the weird thing happen be the road team blowing out the home team? Well, that's the the favorite. You're just like, look at last week. Everyone thought the Ravens were going to roll over the Dolphins, and that was the opposite. No, I know. I just, as I did research, and you can see here, I know we're not a video podcast. I put together a nice cheat sheet of. Yeah, he's got he's got some notes. Looks like some drawings on there. Or maybe some Falcons had a very, um, I would say, friendly uh, press release, which I enjoyed. A some they're part of that whole system that a lot, a lot of the teams use, NFL Go, or I forgot what it was called, but I found it very user friendly. So um, the Falcons stink; like they just <gasps> not good. <laughs> like the more I look at it, they have some talented players, but the the key to their offense, or one of the cores of their offense, is Patterson who looking like with an ankle injury, not going to play. Like seems like it. They keep trying to extend that. What other Smith said game time decision. And he's been listed as limited in these things, but like Tom Pelissero basically reported Monday, he's not playing. And if he does play, I could see him being one of those. He tries to play and he's not half of himself because it's an ankle sprain. Like for a guy like him, that's relying on those cuts and quick movements. That's not good. And he's a, he's kind of a violent runner. So like more stress, like, Yeah. I'm assuming he's not playing and he's a big chunk of their offense. Um, but I was just going through like, yeah, they beat the giants and the jets and the dolphins. Whoop dee ding dang do like they got blown out by the Cowboys. Like I just, if you'll off they're the anti Patriots mid season is hit. The Patriots are good on defense, good on offense, good on, you know, points yards. They suck at everything. They're bad in the turnover differential 25th in points. Scored 31st in points allowed. They can't run the ball. They can't stop opposing opposing quarterbacks have thrown 19 touchdowns compared to just three interceptions. Like, and they haven't faced many great quarterbacks looking at their schedule. No, like I literally, I go through it and I can't find a good reason to put any credence or hope that the Falcons are going to make this a competitive. Even uh, from a head coaching standpoint, like Arthur Smith for Bill Belichick short week, first year head coach, a guy, right. 45 years of experience. Like who are you taking there? I guess if you wanted to talk yourself into it, Dean Pease is a veteran coach and he knows the Patriots intimately from being with the Patriots. Maybe that's an angle, but this is a team that's allowed 25 plus points in six of their nine games. And, and you think you're going to score 26 points to win yeah, that game? Against the Patriots defense, that's soaring right now. That's, yeah. There's no, and they don't have any sacks. They have like 11 total sacks. They have nobody with more than two. Everything I look, like I try to find things, like they don't get a lot of penalties. That's good. They, they, it's good. Good job. They're not, they're not going to give you yards. But other than that, I just, they stink. Kyle Pitts is good. Kyle Pitts is, uh, that's where we should go. We touched on it on Monday in our recap of the Browns blowout when Bill 
um, agreed with the comparison or, or calling Pitts a combo of Julio Jones and Tony Gonzalez. But that's the other thing. How often over the years have we said, Bill's never going to let one guy beat you? And I just listened to Bill. He had his uh, pre-travel press conference on Zoom. And he's saying, you know, he, he's an outside receiver. He's in. And, you know, you got to find him. You, what do you call him? Who cares what you call him? Put an effing cornerback on him. Double him if you need to. And say, none of these other jamokes are going to beat me. Oh, by the way, uh, Calvin Ridley is still out with his mental health issues or whatever he's doing. I just... I don't know. And Kyle Pitts, I don't even believe he scored a lot. He's well, I was just going to say, for, for a guy yeah, that's so talented, that. they don't get him the ball very much. Right. Like, um, that's the one thing that they, they've they spread the ball around a lot. I think they have like eight or nine guys with 20 catches. Okay, whoop-dee-ding-dang-do. Like, that's usually a sign your, your team stinks that that many guys are like playing, getting like minimal catches. Right. So basically it's don't let Kyle Pitts beat us. One thing Belichick defenses are always good at, when you give them one thing to think about, talk about, fixate on, they usually stop it. I, I, I mean, am I missing something? You give me a reason why I should think that the Patriots' four-game winning streak is in jeopardy at all. Yeah, I don't think it's going to come to an end. I'm just trying to find ways that it could be a, a closer game, maybe like a trap game. This is a, clearly a trap game for the Patriots coming off a big win. Okay. They're playing, they're playing yeah. the, the Titans next week. So yep. it's the classic trap game, but like to that And maybe point, the players have put together one of these cheat sheets and they're like, hey, Bill, these guys blow. <laughs> but like just putting myself in the building this week, I can't see Bill allowing that to happen. It's hyping them up saying Kyle Pitts is unbelievable and Matt Ryan is so good and they have some talented players on defense. Like Bill doesn't allow that. Plus, I almost feel like there'd be more of a danger if it were a Sunday game you already have a little bit of trepidation, like short week. Can I prepare I, enough? I would, agree. I would agree with that. Like, I feel like that actually intensifies your preparation and maybe takes away some of the letdown factor. Of the like track. if they're watching three days of film, like this team stinks. Like right. now like, it's just like Bill can just clip up all the good plays. Like, see, see, see. Right. So yeah, I, I just, yep. I don't really take the, um, the Atlanta Falcons seriously. I, I Matt Ryan has been pretty good. Um, I was looking the his last three regular seasons games against them. He's been pretty good. They don't win. The Falcons haven't beaten the Patriots since I believe 1998. Drew yeah, I, thought, I saw a tweet. The last time they won, Zolak was that quarterback. Yeah, like we're talking about 25 years ago, 23 years ago, whatever the hell that is. Like what? 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 what I, I don't know. A Thursday night football, I guess, is the only thing. It's as much as we're saying maybe that benefits them. Maybe they're just sore and bent because they hate it. I mean, McCordy flat out said he hates it. Slater with us on Monday, Mutt and I jokingly, I forgot how he phrased it. I'm going to take a different tactic and say, we're going to get ready and enjoy Thursday night or something. Like he hates it. He's like, I've, I've gone the other way in the past. Yeah, have you ever heard a player that says I like Thursday night football? No. Why should they? I, I asked Slater about this and he kind of laughed at it, but Ninkovich once told me when you start the game, it feels like the third quarter, like you're sore, you're tired. It feels exactly like the third quarter coming out of halftime. And then you get hit a few times and it feels like the fourth quarter and you're like, oh crap, there's, you know, three quarters to go, two and a half quarters to go. No, why? It, it's borderline not health. I mean, not that this is the same thing, but I've had discussions with like high school athletic directors when they're trying to reschedule games and sometimes they have an opportunity 
to play, like say they played on a Saturday and the other school wants to try to squeeze it in on Tuesday or Wednesday, the next week. And they're like, no, we don't, we don't do that. We don't think it's right for the kids' bodies. Like, it's just, it's not fair to them. Like, right. Yeah, the NFL does it, you know why? Cha and Ching, right? Games on Amazon or whatever is, is there. Yeah, they have a deal with Amazon and Fox. But from a fan's perspective, I enjoy it. I like having Thursday games. I do like having Thursday games too, because as much, I do find this weird. As much as we have to watch football, because it's our job, I miss it when it's not like when it's Tuesday, Wednesday, it's Tuesday, like, Wednesday. It's like, eh. like, and I'm not saying I watch every game start to finish right. or play, like, right. But you're almost like, what the hell do I, building Alaska? That's on discovery. I guess I'll watch that for a little while. Like you don't know where to put the TV. Right. Well, so I guess, how would you fix Thursday night football? Like, is there a way to that you can like have it mandatory that teams come off buys before it? Like that's hard to do. Like, is it no? Cause then they'd have to like, then they'd have, too much time off they'd be 10 days and right because then they would get the other end right yeah they would play one game in like 24 days or something so there's so, really no there's no ideal way of nope fixing it. nope it was not it, it's not meant to be weeklies i mean football's supposed to be a, a a weekly sport like that's the reality so no there's no way to fix it um they're going to keep it because they make money off of it a lot of money off it expands their you know i do think it's interesting though when you talk about and this, we don't need to get into this, but Thursday night football, 17 games this year, 18 games moving forward, the wear and the tear. And I don't know if you'll ever be able to do long-term studies. Like, does it affect a quality of play, but does it affect careers and injuries and seasons mm-hmm. and all of that stuff? I, I would say probably not. Yeah. Like there's been a lot of stuff made like the Thursday games like are kind of ugly. They're not like as well played. I don't think it's that big of a difference. I also don't think it's, um, to me, modern football is a little uglier, a little more broken tackles, a little less physical, a little, that's the game. Like, so yeah, you can blame it on Thursday night football, or I could blame it on the fact that you only hit once a week. You, you only hit X number of, you don't have double sessions. You don't have a big build up to the season. We can blame it on all kinds of things. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I'm not that, but yeah, we don't need to get far afield. Let's talk about the Patriots. Okay. So I do think there's a few issues to keep an eye on from the Patriots. One issues they've won four games in a row by a combined scores by a, a point difference of a hundred points. Can't it finish? Can't it finish? I didn't really mean issue issues. Um, okay. Like things, topics of discussion. Let me let me rephrase it. There's topics of discussion. Trent Brown on the offensive line. Josh McDaniels was asked about it today, and he said what we have talked about that. They knew they weren't going to play Trent Brown every snap, that he was working back. They knew they were going to play all six of them. So on Wenu playing tackle with him and then also tight end, that's just the way it worked out. Doesn't mean that's going to be the way it works out moving forward. Um, first of all, do you think like Trent Brown one game in is now um, Trent Brown full-time player? Yeah, I thought he looked pretty good. And he said from a conditioning standpoint, he seemed fine. Like when he spoke to us on uh, Tuesday, he kind of indicated that he could play the entire game like he said he was fine like he didn't say like i needed that rest right i and he was good like they ran to his side a lot and they were productive right um what do you what you were there yesterday i took the day off um what did you um make of his story about nearly dying and um, retiring 
like I thought he because he played at the end of last year. I'm kind of surprised this didn't come out then. Like yeah, you say I, it. I um, didn't know a lot. I, I kind of remember seeing it, but it, it was certainly not at the forefront of my consciousness. Yeah. So he, for people that don't know, he was in he came back from having COVID and then was playing a game with the Raiders in Cleveland. And before the game, it took his normal IV and there was a mishap and some air got into his bloodstream almost went into cardiac arrest, had to get rushed to a hospital, stayed there for three days. And then while he was laying in the hospital, he supposedly contemplated retirement. Um, I know nothing about this. I know um, in reading some of the comments online, a lot of people think it's BS. And again, I am not validating their thoughts or, or what, taking what's, shots. What's BS, that he almost died? Yeah, apparently you have to get a lot of air in the line you, someone would almost have to be pumping air in, not just like an accidental little blip of air. I have no idea. Again, no freaking idea. But there were a lot of comments that seemed to know what they were talking about. That's the trouble with social media and online comments and everything. Everybody seems like they know what they're talking about. So I, I don't know what to make of it. Um, but you I honestly don't... pointed out that he wasn't happy with his situation with the Raiders. It wasn't like he was a happy-go-lucky right. player and things were going his way and then this happened. Like, he wasn't happy to begin with. Yeah, which... I also don't understand. You wanted to cash in. I can remember literally him saying, yeah, I want to hit the lottery. That's my plan with my contract. You hit the lottery. You got your contract. How can you not be happy? I, like, it's still football. Whether you play or don't play, you got your money. That was the be-all, end-all sort of fixation. You have set yourself and your family up for lifetimes, decades. Like, I don't know. I feel like I could get through some crap, but that's a different topic for a different day. For the Patriots' perspective – he didn't retire. He's back in New England. He's back healthy. He's back playing well. And I would assume he's back. I mean, the next, uh, the extension of this conversation is, is he your right tackle? Is there any consideration to making him your left tackle? Oh, I, I, I asked him that. I asked him, I said, have you taken any snaps at left tackle um, since coming back? And he said, yes, to stay sharp. To stay sharp, but not to prepare. No. So he said a little bit. So I took that as like, it's still consideration but i don't think it's happening immediately so they're keeping isaiah win at left tackle based on that yes okay so the odd man out is ted karras i assume mike on who goes back to guard and or they do what they did last week because i thought the other thing yesterday at gillette that was interesting was matthew judon um name shouted ted karras unprovoked like I said this guy's been great, like tough as nails, very tough player. I think you said he embodies like the team's play of late, physical play. I think they like Ted Karras a lot. No, they clearly like Ted Karras. And I don't want to make this out to be like Ted Karras is James Ferentz. Like I think Ted Karras is a competitive starting caliber NFL offensive lineman. But everybody tries to tell me that Michael Onwenu is like the second coming of, you know, John Hanna that he's the most underrated player in football and PFF grades him higher than everybody at all times at every position, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. Maybe that's true or maybe it isn't. And maybe the team doesn't, maybe the team doesn't like him as much as the rest of the world does. And I think there's, there's something to that. There's definitely something to that. Um, A lot. So what is your expectation? What would you predict? Not only for this game, but moving like same, same thing as last week with Onwenu being that sort of sort of odd man out, but getting some extra snaps as the extra tight end and probably coming to sub in. Okay. Then after the game with the extra break, 
they reevaluate. Maybe that's the time to move Trent to the left side. And then if you move Trent to the left side, I think you're putting Isaiah Wynn as your odd man. Oh. Like I, I don't think they're going to move Wynn. I think they're going to keep Wynn at left tackle. I, I, I do. I don't know why. Like, I just haven't seen any real indication that they're going to – they want to. But from, from, there's been no indication, but just from you watched, do you think they could be improved by getting him out, I guess? Probably. Yeah. That's right. That's what I think. Like I, he's been shaking. He's had his moments. He's been like, I thought he played pretty good against Miles Garrett, but there's been some other times this year that he's had some really bad plays from a consistency standpoint. I think Ted Karras is more stable. So you keep him in the mix, keep on when you at right tackle, which I think he's, he's better at tackle than he is at guard. And then move Trent to the left side. I think that's your best offensive line. If you're looking for like the best five. And then where does Wynn go? Left guard? No, bench. We're benching a uh, soon-to-be $10 million tackle? Yes. Oh, okay. As long as we're all on board with. But then you could also, like, I actually should have asked Bill this today. Like, we talked about before. Would he be okay with rotating, like having a rotation? Well, you know what probably happens? Sometime in the next two weeks, someone gets hurt. And it just, the answer becomes obvious because this, you know, could be David Andrews. He's the only guy that's played all hundred percent of the snaps. He gets hurt. Karras goes in, boom, boom. It all falls into place. Right. Like there's, that's usually how these uh, end up. Speaking of David Andrews, um, the video that the Patriots put out, um, I don't always love or like eat up those uh, mic'd up things. He was hilarious. Because they're usually not centers. But he was. Like there was no um, like, no raw, raw, like, like, like kind of like fake praise. Like no, he's just even some of it was like the faces he made. Yeah. Some of it he was just yelling people's names. Mondre, <laughs> yeah, Mondre, <laughs> KD, and I'm like, I'm laughing right now. I don't really know why I'm laughing. It's just funny. <laughs> so no, I I enjoyed that. I also enjoyed the um the um uh, william sisters-esque like grunting and groaning on contact and blocking and uh he made me laugh that was one of the funnier um mic'd up segments i've i've seen in a while you're I voting think. for more linemen to be mic'd up maybe or maybe he's just entertaining no I, i'm yeah. not because on when who might suck like win probably sucks trent brown probably sucks like no, trent no. brown would be funny oh yeah trent brown would probably be funny you're right trent brown would probably be funny but some of them would probably suck yes uh, I'd be voting for Judon. I, I'm interested oh. to see how Judon handles himself out on the field. Uh, based on what we see from afar, he's a trash talker. Yes, that's why I want him mic'd up, because I want to see what that leads well, to. Actually, probably you wouldn't hear it. There'd be a lot of beep, beep, beep. Right. That's beep. fine. That might entertain me, too. A lot of beeps, even though you don't really know what's going on, sometimes very entertaining. Right. Um, Beck, so what's your take on the line? What would you, what's your, what would you do then, and what's your prediction that will happen? I would put Trent Brown at left tackle. And then I don't know what I would do because how much guard has Isaiah Wynn played? None. Okay. So we have no idea whether he's good. This goes back to the day he was drafted. My former boss, Fred Kirsch, had one of the dumber quotes he's ever said. And that's saying something. He said, quote, unquote, worst case scenario, you got a pro bowl guard. That was his take. on, And I'm like, no, worst case scenario, he blows and he's not a good offensive lineman. But why does everybody just presume he'll be fine at guard? Like, I know he should be in theory, but it's a theory. And do you want to find out that your theory is flawed 
in the midst of a four or five game winning streak heading towards the playoffs with a rookie quarterback and a good running like do you want to disrupt the apple cart they've come together pretty nicely as a line as an offense as a running game i so what i at some point i would prefer to not have win as my left tackle i think brown's better but for the here and for the now I think their best offensive line is Win on Wenu, Andrews, Mason, Brown. Ted Karras is your super sub. I think theoretically that line, talk about like theories, that line should be a, a powerful road grading. Yeah, that's what we thought going into the year, yeah. And it was very good. They protected Mac Jones for the seven plays they, they yeah. did early in the year. Outstanding. Um, no, I, so I think they'll go end up going back to that. That's what I think they'll do. But then I'm with you, like you said. Usually these things have a way of working themselves yep. out. Somebody, somebody gets banged up the next week or two. Yep. That's, maybe uh, not for the season, but just like for a game here, a game there. and then Or it could be two or three guys for two or three games each. And it, you know, they keep all works out. Yeah. Cause they have, as Josh said, we expected to play six guys. I think they have six guys. They really like right now. They have six guys for five spots that they're quite comfortable with. Uh, the other position on offense that has some moving parts running back. Uh, yep. Damian, Damian Harris didn't play against the Browns with a concussion. Returned to practice on Tuesday. It was a walkthrough. Do you expect him back this week? I was going to say air quotes return to practice. Like they're not really doing anything. They have fake injury reports. They like the whole. Um, I could see him maybe being active and then you use him if you need him kind of thing. But, but you don't even need him. Like they played last week and had their best fresh game of the season without him. No, but let's just say. Stevenson gets hurt. Stevenson fumbles. Stevenson struggles a little. Maybe you need him, but you kind of not really looking to get him out there and get him a hit much. Um, are you frozen or am I frozen? You're talking very, very slow. Our, our listeners are probably going to be making fun of you for that. Your, your uh, take on Damon Harris was very, very slow. Yeah, you. I froze completely. I couldn't hear anything. Um, I sound like Mike Reese asking a question to, to Steve Belichick. He did the same thing. Yes. Um, See, it happens everywhere. Yeah, there's bad internet everywhere. It's just more often than not at my house. Thanks. Thanks, Comcast. Thanks, Xfinity. Uh, no, but if, if I can monitor it and not let him get banged around at all, but maybe have him active just in case I need it. I, I mean, I know I think this, I think this is a game's a layup and you don't need Damian Harris, but Bill may not look at it the same way I do. He may take the Falcons a little more seriously. Uh, but my bigger picture, I took it to the radio airwaves the other night I, with my, the uh, beginning of the end of the Damian Harris era and the beginning of the beginning of the Ramondre Stevenson. And now we were right. We've talked about it here first. Twice we've been right, twice. Uh, his name is Mondre. Everybody calls him Mondre. Yep. And which little editing note here. I did it the other day because I transcribed some quotes that called him Mandre, where you do the uh, the little uh, apostrophe. You know how you do when like there's yep. words missing. I mean, let, I think I don't I think after a while we just call him Mandre. Just drop the apostrophe and just call it M-O-N-D-R-E. Just my so that, that, that's coming as his like stature rises. Like, just, yeah. And that well, has anyone asked him? Okay. And then the other thing is I told you he was 225, not 245. We've talked about it going back months. It's right. Yeah. And he said that it happened uh, around the draft. So it was before he even got to the Patriots. Right. There was no way he was as big as people. Oh, look at him. He's Garrett Blount. He's this. Well, evidently no. his losing 20 pounds didn't help him pass the conditioning test. 
well, you know, that's, that's a whole different thing. There's little, there's sometimes defensive backs don't pass the conditioning to like just the size of it doesn't necessarily mean anything. Um, but other than that, I, I am, uh, I'm sold on Ramondre Stevenson. I like, I, in the Matthew Slater comment, and I would urge anybody that didn't listen to it to go listen to it. It's available on the mud at night podcasts. Um, he said he can't remember paraphrasing here. Can't remember a rookie getting better every single day the way Ramondre Stevenson has. And he talked about hard coaching, I think alluding to some of the fumbles in the doghouse and the inactives, but the way he's gotten better every single day. And we've seen portions of it. My thing is, forget the, you know, ball security and pass protect. Dude makes plays. <laughs> like he, he, runs, he runs hard. We say Damian Harris runs hard. I think for Stevenson, he run harder. And yes, he, he runs as hard or harder, can finish runs, has power, can run, but also I think has more um, game-breaking or game-changing ability yeah. than Harris. He's so, more, he's more uh, versatile, too. Like, I, I trust him more catching passes and picking up blitzes than Damian Harris. Probably, maybe. But I will say, I also think you could see a change in the offense. Three down back. Yes, because I think I'm going to use a name here that will um, some people will probably say he doesn't deserve or whatever, but uh, Le'Veon Bell. I think he could be Le'Veon Bell. Hart colon Stevenson. I, I think he could be Le'Veon, Le'Veon Bell. Okay. No, like Le'Veon Bell was a big back who lost some when he got to the NFL. Now forget the running style because I don't want him to do the little pitter patter like back up at the line, and yeah, you don't want to. no, no, but. beyond that I think he can catch the ball I think he can be a workhorse but also a workhorse who can break some runs so I think Ramondre Stevenson is the Patriots next and then it might change the way they build their running back roster because they've always been or a lot of times have been lead back and then passing back James White Kevin Falk Shane Vereen whatever it may be so I'm interested to see where the running back position goes in the Ramondre Stevenson era. Well, he's still so James White is now out of the picture. Eh, it could be. I thought he was out of the picture last year. So <laughs> you weren't the only one, right? Um, anything else on this game you want to get to? Get predictions? Anything else we, we haven't got? To? Oh, are the Patriots a top five team? Peter King said, uh, was it Tuesday on our station that the Patriots are a top five NFL team? Well. They're probably knocking on the door. I don't know. Like, are the Rams a top five team? No. Because, uh, like, like, I've seen the Rams stumble. I think the Titans are going to stumble soon because they don't have Derrick Henry. We've seen the Bills stumble and then bounce back. But the bounce back was against a bad team, too. So what are the Bills? I've told you, the, the Chiefs are coming. Don't yeah. anybody – all you Patriots fans that were, like, taking great glee out of interceptions from Mahomes and them losing – Watch out. They're not dead. They're not buried. They're coming for you. Um, so I think the Bills or the Bucks lose again. Like, I don't know. Who's good? Right. But just, like, thinking what you – knowing what you know, it's very hard to say the Patriots are a top five team. Well, let me do it in a different way. Because top five, I don't know what that means. But – no, no, no. But, like, let's break it down so – there will be two final teams that are in the Super Bowl. Yep. There will be four final teams that are on title weekend. Yep. I'm not sure they're in either of those groups. Yep. But the next week back, when there's eight teams, 
Okay, I'm gonna wait for you to unfreeze. Okay. Keep going. You're the doing next good. week back when there are eight teams. I think the eight teams you can make a good argument they're in that level. So that's the d- divisional round, right? Yeah. I think so. Let's break it down. I think they are divisional round worthy at this point, or trending in that direction. I, certainly. I firmly agree. Okay. I just um, I can't put them in the AFC title game right now. No. Well, and I also I think I made fun. Of, I told you this. Made fun of Fourier when he was like, "Yeah, they're in the AFC title game." I don't know if they can win it because I don't know who they're going to play. And it's like, you don't know who they're going to play the week before either. And you're putting them in the AFC title game. Yeah. Like right now, I think they would play the bills <laughs> in the first round. Uh, Ravens. I think, I believe I saw a graphic on, on either Twitter or Instagram that said Ravens would be their first round opponent. Even so that, that's a tough matchup. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, I don't just assume. And they're an evolving team with the passing game. Um, with Bateman, their young receiver, like who knows where they are by the time the end of the season comes. I also would fear the Ravens have what you don't have in terms of Lamar Jackson can win a game, just flat out win a game on his own. Yep. I don't know what Patriots offensive player I'm going to count on to say, he's just going to carry the team to victory. Follow me to the next round. That We've seen enough playoff games over the last several years to know you kind of need a player like that. You need a Julian Edelman. You need an Edelman that makes the plays on third and 13. You, you need someone I, like that. I firmly believe there's two, pretty much two ways you win in the postseason. Your stars win it for you, or you find out who your future stars are. Mm-hmm. That's one that I would leave the door open for the Patriots. Stevenson's a perfect example. Could Stevenson be a guy that has like 160 yards of total offense and changes a playoff game? You're gosh darn right he could be. No question in my mind, he could rush for a buck 10 at 50 receiving two times. Yep. And you're like, wow, he he's becoming a star before our eyes. Mm. But other than that, I mean, who's their number one receiver? Hunter Henry? Yeah, Hunter Henry, pass catcher, receiver, probably Myers. Definitely Myers. Yeah, but I mean, he is what he is. I think if you're going to say like, who's their number one um, playmaking receiver, it's Bourne. Or like whatever you want to call that. Right. Myers is what he is. Like, I, I'm so like, I know he scored. It's great. I'm happy for him, but he's not a playmaker. No. He also he, scored in garbage time from Brian Hoyer. Like why was he even out there? I don't know. That's a great question. Uh, they, they would have played Baltimore in the playoffs. You were correct. Look at me. No one. I, I read, I read the graphic wrong. I, I misaccounted for the, I forgot that there is a buy the first round, the first place team gets a buy. Right. Yeah. So, um, Myers is what he is. Myers is a good player to have. He makes those tough catches over the middle. Like he surprises me every week that he continues to do it. But like a guy that makes big plays on third down twice a game is not a guy that catches, you know, eight balls for 180. And it's, we talked about it the, the way they won last week, in, in a sense, passing the ball to a bunch of different guys who all caught four passes. It was really efficient. They all made plays, third down, touchdowns, whatever. That's hard to do in the postseason. It's just just kind of a different beast, but we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yes, the Patriots are a, I think, divisional round quality playoff team. And from there, matchups and coaching and health. And that's the other thing. Like, I don't, their health, the other team's health. Like right now, they're, they're relatively healthy. They got past Damian Harris. Like, but we've talked about Judon, JC Jackson, like you far more go down the list. Like, yeah. Like Hunter Henry. Yeah. You could look totally different all of a sudden, just like other teams are dealing 
with those types of issues or getting guys back. Like mm-hmm. I, I keep saying the Titans, like they have hold, they're holding out hope they're going to get back. Um, Henry. Henry, that changes everything theoretically, if he can be healthy and, and yeah. ready to go. So yeah, we're getting a little bit of a header. The, the important part is they're good. And more importantly, I talked about this with Mutt and you and I talked a lot about this this summer. They're entertaining. Yep. They're fun to watch. Yep. They have a lot of players that you like watching. They make plays, they score points. Like this is what we were looking for. And we never, ever got last year. Even all those people that tell us Cam's great and he's back and he's awesome and all these things. Yeah. He's back my he ass. One yard line. Yeah. Yeah. From the one yard line. Oh, you're the greatest. Uh, pick the game. Who you got? Sorry. <laughs> I shouldn't say who do you got? What's the score? I was going to say, I think it was pretty clear who I got from the second we started talking about the game. Uh, I got the Patriots. I'm going to say that scoring might be held in check a little bit by the Thursday night thing. So even though I think they're the far better team that's playing far better football and rolling, you know, I don't think they're probably going to score 45 or 54 points like they have the last couple of weeks. Um, I don't think it's out of the realm of getting 30, though. So I'm going to say 31 to 17 Patriots. They control the game. They whoop ass. And they are rolling. 24-10. I don't think they're going to – Thursdays, I just – I can't see – I don't see them getting to 30. They could, they, they could, but I just think the Thursday will hold them back. Um, There's your analysis. I don't think they're going to get to 30. I mean, they could get to 30, but I don't I'm, think they can I'm, get to I'm covering myself in case they do. I say, yes, I could. <laughs> I, don't, I don't believe that they do this week. I think it's – I just – I find the Thursday thing being weird. So Okay, so let me redo my pick. So I think they're going to get to 30, but they might not they might get not. to 30. So, so they might get to 30. I, I, I think they're going to, but they might not get to 30. I'm going to say 31, but they could, I mean, they could get to 40, but they might not get to 40. They might not even get to 30. Yeah, I didn't go that far. I didn't go that far. <laughs> I, yeah. This, I would be, this would be an upset. This would be a really disappointing loss if they lost it, even though it's um, on the road and it's Thursday night and they're supposed to be like this unknown to Thursday night on the road. This would be a really. Uh, it, would, it would be very because you, discount what you've done the last four weeks and then all of a sudden you got the titans and bills coming up and now all of a sudden you say we're a playoff team to can we actually get into the playoffs well i mean all these idiots out there these st- statisticians how can they not make the playoffs it's now 88 percent well i want to actually mention that like like what's the why are they so off like 538 had like 73 or something. And then Football Outsiders has 80 something. Like 88% is like, it's going to take a, a stunner for them to not make the play. But I was at, like doing it out. It doesn't. Like they could lose this week and then lose next week. And then all of a sudden, like they're on the outside looking in. Yeah. You, now you know why I hate analytics and don't pay any attention to those idiots. But you pay attention to the odds now? Like, like. What do you mean? Like, do you pay attention to these things? Do you put on talking to them? Uh, no, I pay attention to them because I feel like you need to because people want to talk about it a lot. But I don't put any stock. Really. Like, I thought it was interesting. The big swing last week's game. The like, if you won, you were up to the high sixties, but if you lost, you were back into the thirties. Yeah, but to me, that one was—I don't want to say obvious—but it was a team with the same record in your conference, and I believe last week. The Patriots were the seven, and then the Browns were right behind. Like, so you flip-flop, and now you have the tiebreaker. It, it kind of made sense to me that it's a dramatic shift of a game, potentially. But to be 88%, like, what are the Bills right now? What are, like, what are the Rams? I don't even know what all the numbers are, but 
I don't, I guess, I don't know, but we also mocked the football power index on ESPN when they, remember they had the win over the Jets and they like skyrocketed like 11 slots up to like 11th. And I was kind of making fun of that. Well, since then they haven't lost. They've kicked ass. They've been good on offense. What defense. is that? What'd you say? The FPI? What's the ESPN yeah. thing called? Yeah, FPI, Football Power Index. They have the uh, Patriots with like a 80% chance of beating the Titans in two weeks. I mean, maybe they know their stuff. <laughs> I, that's why I don't really believe because it's like, how? Like I, 80%? I mean, they've, they're, they're not the same Titans. Their defense is playing better. If you don't turn it over, that's the one thing I'm seeing. And this is football 101. But like I watched the Rams two weeks in a row. Well, yeah, if your quarterback sucks and throws the ball to the other team, throws stupid plays. Down 14, nothing, stops, five minutes yeah. into the game. Yeah. The game's over. Like, you, yeah. you can't play that way. You can't chase that way. And if the Patriots don't, now, kind of going on and on here. Um, no, no, no. But <laughs> if the Patriots don't do that, we've both said we don't eliminate the Mac Jones rookie, rookie game, 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 whatever. But if they don't do that, they're tough to beat right now. Just the way they're playing physical football, no turnovers. We get the turnovers. We run the ball. Like they're playing a sound style of football and it's entertaining, which is even better. And the game is at one o'clock. Did not get flexed. Yes. That uh, that's very good for, first of all, it's very good for everybody. I was just saying, it's like, is anybody mad? That it no, night games take years off your life. Like maybe, yeah, no one's mad. Everybody's happy. It's a good game. Watch it at one and you can go to bed at a normal time. Get up, not feel like crap the next day, not need extra coffee. Some, some people were speculating CBS wanted it at one o'clock because it's the big travel day after Thanksgiving. So people will watch the game and then travel back home to wherever they're going. I don't buy that, but maybe that's a, was a consideration. That feels like a lot of overthinking and over yeah, like just they wanted to find a reason to find a reason. Yeah. No, no. It's a good game. Leave it at one. Let's all enjoy it. Thank you. I like it. Uh, all right. So we like the Patriots big this week. Um, we Friday morning podcast is the three podcast week jerk reactions. Does that mean you know how Bill says for every long week, there's a short week, for every short week, there's a long week? So, if we're doing three podcasts this week, do we only do one next week? Is that how that works? Probably, yeah. Bill's always right. Yep, he is. He's always right. Uh, enjoy the game Thursday night. We'll be back Friday morning, probably with another very uh positive podcast. We'll see, but I don't see. All right, we'll find out. All right, there.